Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. San Diego's Talk AM 760. Your chance to talk about all the issues that matter in your house, and pretty much any issue, even the international intergalactic. You know, today they're starting these hearings on Capitol Hill in D.C., getting into UFOs. Makes me wonder which members of Congress are just like the scene in Men in Black, that we can find out you go to that subterranean thing with will smith before he started doing impromptu theater during award shows and uh, they, they had everybody up there as being uh space aliens so maybe they're onto something always wondered about adam schiff schiff i'm just saying because maybe it's true uh mark larson here on am 760 you can use the talk back feature which has been new and improved and enhanced it was so new, and then it got new and enhanced already. That's on the iHeartRadio uh, app when you're listening on the player at AM760. And you just press a little microphone, and you can speak all that you want to speak. Before I get into some of the key issues of the day, and a lot of breaking news today, including uh, local impact at, uh, I think, San Diego schools because of this uh, coming decision, part two from the CDC. You heard some of this at the top of the hour about the... Uh, booster shots being approved by the fda now the cdc can bless it on thursday uh, for kids ages 5 to 11 so it's in the middle of everything else that we're nervous about now understandably with uh well the the abortion protests that continue we have obviously the gun uh situation and biden spoke a few minutes ago in buffalo uh pretty much demonizing the guns and making it sound as if this perpetrator was not necessarily mentally ill, but was uh, some political ideologue, which is a stretch. <laughs> it said nothing about the fact that this guy was on the radar a year or so ago, and then back out in the wild, sending all kinds of messages that he was going to do what he allegedly did in Buffalo. So you have all of that making America nervous. Now, all of a sudden, COVID is back in the mix as well. Because earlier today, and I posted this over on Twitter at Mark Larson Radio, just, just out of the book. It's, it's curious to me to see how they're managing the news on this, but I think I figured it out that the main thing is just keep America on edge and nervous so that you really maximize the old, well, it's not so old, a few years ago, the, uh, the suggestion, the operating reality, never let a crisis go to waste. And if you have multiple crises, create another one. So why would they come out today and, and, and send out this morning when Biden's on his way to Buffalo to meet with families, and I will give Biden, as president, or whoever's running the teleprompter, I will give him some kudos for mentioning a little bit about all the victims, which a lot of the networks and even some of the local stations haven't done, because many have been obsessed with the narrative, which is, well, obviously, this white supremacy, and we're going to have to go into this, so uh, that's the focus, and then the president and the first lady go to Buffalo. I'll remind you, the, the Biden entourage including the president and Dr. Jill Biden, didn't go back to Wisconsin, Waukesha, last December when the gentleman, the alleged, uh, drove his SUV targeting, seems to be that way from the video, people who are there enjoying the Christmas parade. Why? Didn't fit the white supremacist deal. The guy was an Islamic extremist, apparently still is. 
He's still awaiting due process. And what about, um, what else am I forgetting? There was Dallas, the- Koreatown. Oh, yeah, D- D- Dallas, Koreatown. That's another one. And, and he has not made a beeline up here to uh, Laguna Woods, the former leisure world, because that involved all Asians. I think the story there is I want to know more about the guy who could have caused a whole lot more carnage were it not for the people in the church who got together and said, hey, let's hogtie this guy. We got an opportunity. I haven't heard the word hogtied used so much as I've heard in the last couple of days, but that could have been a lot worse. But this this guy who's the alleged there is someone who emigrated from China. I'd love to know more about that. How was that done? How did he get here? How was the vetting? Did he? Ca- That's an interesting part of the story. No one's mentioned it, and Biden and company have not gone to Laguna Woods. I realize it happened a day after what happened in Buffalo. But in the middle of this, it's curious that there's this sort of a clearinghouse. Let's get as much stuff out there as we can to make America sick and nervous, including the COVID deal. Again, you over to Twitter at Mark Larson Radio. And uh, you know what? I thought I posted this. It didn't. I'll have to repost it during the break. I know it's there. However, the blurb, on, and this is ahead of the FDA which, of course, is aligned with the, uh, with the federal government. I mean, Biden's uh, minions. But this morning, the FDA says, uh, I'm sorry, the Biden administration on the government website, which rolls off the tip of the tongue for the president if it's written properly on the teleprompter, the government website for people to request free COVID-19 at-home tests from the U.S. government is now accepting a third round of orders, so you can order another packet. I thought we're into the endemic, but we, we are entering endemic, aren't we? So why this? Why now? White House announcing U.S. households can request an additional eight free at-home tests, which, by the way, we ordered from China. And this, this can't be even more intriguing. Well, maybe it can And, of course, it'll be shipped by the U.S. Postal Service with the workers who are already way, way, way overworked. And if you don't believe that, talk to somebody who works at the post office. The announcement says the blurb in the AP, the announcement comes as coronavirus cases are rising again in some areas of the country. Well, let's think about this. If people do more testing... There will, and if they report it, if you do a home test, don't report it to the government. Just do what you need to do. And if you if you get really really sick, then go to your medical professional, go to the ER, what have you. Don't add to the surveillance because it. So I suspect one of the reasons they can do that, if you get more tests there, more people will test, more people do other tests. Maybe they go to the COVID clinic or what have you. All of a sudden, they're in the system, and you hear from the county, voila! Oh, cases are rising. Time to worry. Get your booster. Pfizer and Moderna need to, you know, they, they've been hurt on some of the profits lately because the masks have been coming off. So you see what this is? It's it's fascinating. I don't think it's coincidental. But why would they announce that and then the FDA today saying, well, uh, for kids 5 to 11, uh, we're going to approve the, it's safe. We're going to approve the booster for kids 5 years to 11. And the CDC will probably say, good with us on Thursday. So I contacted Richard Barrera. I sent him a message a little bit ago this morning, and I said, and he's at San Diego Unified School District Board, Board of Trustees. Most recently, he served as president, and I, and I asked him, still no response. He may be in a meeting. Maybe they're talking about this. I asked him, does this mean that there will be a change in requirements for the, you must be vaccinated by the way we define that for the fall season? If your kids are 5 to 11, is that going to go to a different level? 
you know, like George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life. Don't you see what's happening here? So I, I, I realized that what's really going on here, at least out of many things, is that if, if we can just keep America edgy, you know, I talked to people yesterday, and, and I, I'd like to know what you feel, how you feel about this, because it's it's almost um, what would you say, understandable or whatever. Kind of like, like when my mom says, "Oh, there was a plane crash. Are you still flying your own plane?" I'll say that doesn't mean you stop flying because there was a crash, you know, somewhere around the world, what have you. By the same token, I heard some people, even yesterday, even this morning, saying, "I don't know if I want to go to a supermarket anymore because look, you, you might end up getting killed." Or, I don't know if I'll go to church because look what happens in church sometimes. But it gets so magnified. And on top of that, we've got, you might not want to go outside without your mask. I mean, we're just, because Dr. Walensky said, as, as we said on the show yesterday, Dr. Walensky said that she's starting to wear her mask again. She's the head of the CDC. Just, just a little bit of caution, just as a personal preference, when she goes to, quote, low COVID risk areas. So there are a ton of messages coming here, I, and I, I think it is all about, let's just try to make America as nervous as possible. They're voting now. They're voting in Pennsylvania today. We're watching those trends. We're voting here, early voting in San Diego County and throughout California, leading up to the June 7th primary. So your thoughts, 800-760-5362, 800-760-5362, or you can hit the talkback button right there on the iHeartRadio app. Mark Larson here, live and local on San Diego's Talk, KM 760. Supremacy stuff. First of all, the only people playing racial politics are the Democrats. They have caused this horrible risk. We were doing fine when Trump was here. Number two, gun control. Really? How about video control that uses guns and videos to desensitize our youth? I think someone should be looking at that psychological warfare right there. Well, listener has a point there. Uh, yeah, that's somebody using the talkback button. You can do that on the iHeartRadio app on the app. Just press uh, the microphone button. If you don't have the app, get it at 760radio.com or in the App Store. And by the way, we have six chances to win 1000 bucks every weekday. Say what? That's a, I know. It's amazing. To, because one of the other factoids from yet another survey uh, this morning, I heard it on our sister station, Kogo, earlier today. Uh, San Diego is now officially, the again, the most expensive place in which to live in America. Based on a, we're number one. We're number one, which brings like, I guess I need another thousand dollars because that's you know, got it by gas. We'll also update, update you on the slow march to tax relief and gas relief. I heard the story about the rent prices. I couldn't believe it. The rent price. The average are, rent price for a one bedroom apartment is $2,700. I think that's, uh, is that a little low? For a one bedroom? Well, I thought no. it was kind of high, but that's the average. We can move to Huntsville, Alabama. Studio's like 2200 Huntsville, Alabama, which is a pretty nice cosmopolitan town. People are Alabama, which uh, you, that, that was on the list as one of the most attractive places in terms of housing. They get a five-bedroom house, a really nice house, for uh, I think it was 100, uh, 177000 Just in case you're calling U-Haul, I'm not saying you leave. You fight for California, as we do. Mark Larson here on San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Um, San Diego City Council, by the way, is very busy pushing cannabis equity. They want to make sure that that everybody, regardless of minority status, can start selling weed. I mean, the, I'm glad they had the priority straight. With Aren't they playing at the Magnolia and Alcohol this weekend? Cannabis equity, yes, their warm up for uh, 
It was, I think, the Drape Chords. A long time, uh, old doo-wop group. It's, it's a weird mix. At any rate, 800-765-362. Mark Larson here on San Diego's Talk AM 760. Tom Del Beccaro is back with us here. Uh, don't you wish if you were still running for office as you did for the U.S. Senate here in California, Tom, that you had somebody as sharp as Karine Jean-Pierre as your press secretary? Boy, what a great debut she had yesterday at the White House. Woo. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, and uh, Peter Ducey certainly put her put her on notice that you actually have to attempt to know what you're talking about when he asked, how does government taxing people reduce inflation? And uh, my friend sent me that. And that was based, by the way, on a tweet that Biden or whoever does his tweets did over the weekend. And then that ticked off not only Elon Elon Musk. Hello, Elon Musk. I'm changing his name. Uh, Elon Musk. uh, But it also... uh, it also got uh, Bezos all ticked off. So they're both going after Biden. The laughability, and this applies to Governor Newsom as well, that government spending, the cause of inflation, can somehow cure it, is unbelievable. Look, inflation is always and everywhere government policy cause. It is caused in this case by the 40% of all the money in circulation being printed in the last 20-some months, and simultaneously the, the reduction in productivity and products and services between the COVID uh, restrictions and now the war on energy and all the other regulations coming in. So at the time you're increasing the amount of dollars floating around, you're reducing the products and services that are out there. Too many dollars chasing those lesser services results in consumer price increases, and there is no abatement of this. Stunningly, last week, the Biden administration canceled oil and gas leases uh, in the Gulf of Mexico and other places, and immediately gas prices shot up. And Exactly. And California prices, San Diego prices are now jumping. I had a conversation at uh, my neighborhood gas pump yesterday with a, uh, a, a somebody who I believe was actually a Biden and Newsom fan. But I said, how are the gas prices were going on? And she starts talking about, I can't believe it's up like 20 cents since last time. It, that's where it's going again. And yet in Sacramento, they're falling all over each other trying to get some kind of relief to concoct it in a way that nobody can figure out and is, is equitable to people who don't have cars. <laughs> That's where I'll give Newsom credit. At least at least he's sticking to the $400 per registered car per driver up to two. Well, that's what he was saying last Friday. It may change. He may be on to gun control well, now. When is that going to happen? Well, that's that's because, as you know, the legislature there is saying, yeah, but we want 200 a person. We want to make sure if your car is too nice, we're not going to give you money. Or if you're, uh, you want to make sure we cover everybody, even if they're riding scooters to work. So they should have some. Typical government. On the left hand, notice I use the left hand, (laughs) installs policies that raise prices on people. And then on the other hand, I'm not going to say the right hand. On the other hand, then they say, oh, we're going to take money from people and give it back to you. Sure. Instead of... And this has been going on forever. Instead of having policies that don't result in the high prices and therefore government doesn't have to sit there and create welfare recipients out of everybody. But that's not dependence on government is the modern day Democrats 
plan. Well, there's that, and it's also making America nervous, as I said at the start of the show today. And if you just tuned in, you can hear that on the podcast, which will be posted right after 11 o'clock on 760radio.com and iHeart. Uh, Newsom is saying, of course, on his tweets here, and his pinned tweet is all about abortion being the defining issue of the election. He said, we won't sit back. And then a close second is uh, is the guns. And, you know, then and on and on and on. So... Here then comes Biden to set the tone in the middle of all this crisis, making America nervous again. That should be their slogan. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing more COVID tests that are available now. You can do that to test as, as far as you know, which implies, uh-oh, it's going to get crazy. Biden gives these remarks in Buffalo, and he's pinning the tail on white supremacy. And that's the it's the issue of our time. He said white supremacy is a poison. It's sure a nasty thing, but it's not the only thing. And it's curious that... And he and Newsom echoes this too. They love to go give speeches if it fits the narrative, so they can go after the white supremacy deal. But they didn't go. You know, Biden didn't go to Waukesha, Wisconsin, last December after the guy had the SUV running down people, targeting people in the parade at Christmas time. Uh, so far, no plans to go to places like just up the road in Laguna Woods to visit there because you don't have that narrative. You have a Chinese immigrant now charged with killing one person, injuring others, because he was upset about the policy of the church, or so he thought, of that community, supporting Taiwan versus communist China. So there's got to, I want to hear somebody talk about his story, that guy, the motivation is. So, yeah, but that, but that doesn't fit their, their narrative. And look, that, somebody should write a book about division. I think you did. It's called The Divided Era. Yeah. Seventy percent, four percent of Democrats think climate change is uh, an important issue this fall. Forty-six percent of independents, only forty-six percent of independents think that, and less than thirty percent of Republicans. Inflation much higher on the independent and Republican side is a concern. Democrats, who are loyal to their side, rate inflation significantly less. In, Important. So the sides don't see the issues except for the fact that a strong majority of independents are worried about the economy and worried about the weakness of this president. And that's what's going to affect the elections this fall, along with this sense that Biden is not in control. You offhandedly made a remark a couple of minutes ago, Mark, mm-hmm. where you said, or whoever writes his tweet. Uh, what did Elon Musk say? Elon Musk, I'll play that later on today. If people didn't hear it, he was at some conference or whatever, not on Zoom, wherever he was. But he was he was saying what many of us have talked about and suggested. He said, listen, when it comes to who has the real power, who's running, uh, who's the president, it's the person who runs Biden's teleprompter. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Yeah, and, and that, look, foreign powers know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Russia invading Ukraine, not thinking Biden's in control, so they have a free pass. That, this issue that not only do we have these crises, but that Biden is either unaware or not in control is a big deal for the Democrats for the next two and a half years that they have to face. And there's really no way out of it because Kamala Harris is so disliked and similarly thought not to be competent that the Democrats are going to have severe problems uh, over the next two years at, in elections yeah. because the, the, there's no one at the helm. I think, they've, the eyes of the voters. I think they've figured out between Ron Klain, the chief of staff who really runs the show, and the person or persons who run the teleprompter, they now know that if Biden crashes and burns, they put him out there where he doesn't do his absolute best and he can derail and fumble through things. Uh, the person who or the people who do the teleprompter can do the same thing with Kamala Harris if she stepped into it. So uh, get into teleprompters, you know, do, do the best you can. That's probably a big growth uh, area. Tom Del Beccaro, politicalvanguard.com. Thanks, Tom. See you later. More coming up. I, I need the Marines here to restore order. We're going to do that. Amy Forsyth is coming by here. Um, talking about Camp Pendleton and, and a great new book she put together, but it, it dovetails with the American spirit and uh, all, all the things we're talking about in the news. She's a U.S. Marine combat correspondent turned Navy PAO, public affairs officer, and we'll get into that next. Live in studio here, San Diego's Talk, AM 760. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Mark Larson here. Good to have you with us. Our number 800-760-5362. Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners Pack is going to join us next hour at 1120. We're also going to play some of the uh, highlights from the president's speech uh, from the teleprompter in uh, uh, Buffalo today. And a lot more questions coming out of that as well. I'm just glad anytime we can get the Marines or, or any aspect of the Marine Corps Hoorah, uh, Semper Fi, to join us here in the studio to restore order, because it's been nothing but news chaos so far today. And uh, Amy Forsyth is here with us. Um, Amy is a longtime, uh, I won't go through the whole, um, the whole dossier here, the whole uh, CV, because it would take us a while. But uh, now, I mean, your current position is U.S. Marine combat correspondent turned Navy PAO and you know, public affairs officer, U.S. Marine Corps technical system support, and on and on. You've been uh, you've been in the biz a while. I've um, I'm a longtime fan here of San Diego. First got stationed at Camp Pendleton in 1995 as a enlisted combat correspondent, basically a military journalist, mm-hmm. and um, I've been running and gunning ever since. And sometimes with real guns uh, <laughs> nearby, of course, you need that. Yes. Uh, you have this book out, and I love this because, yes, it's about the Camp Pendleton Marines and the history, especially back uh, way back at the start, but also especially since 9-11. The book is Heroes Live Here, and this is not just a Southern California, San Diego, you know, Camp Pendleton area book, but it really is the essence of, of the nation 
isn't it? Well, you know, after 9-11, Marines from Camp Pendleton specifically were um, called to serve in Iraq and Afghanistan. And so the bulk of the troops rotated at any given time at constant rotation from Camp Pendleton. So so the rounding communities were rallying around the troops Mm. for 20 years steady. And when I returned to the area and now work on Camp Pendleton as a federal employee, I noticed that all these memorials had been erected. And so I thought... You know, for the Gold Star families who haven't seen it, who don't know, and for the Marines who were ever stationed there and family members, they may not know what memorials have been um, established in their honor over the 20 years. And so I thought, let me put all this together. And it's really like a love letter to Camp Pendleton and the surrounding communities, just honoring the service and sacrifice of so many, the tens of thousands of Marines that have flowed through the the base and this region over the past 20 years. And when you think about uh, the American military and specifically the Marine Corps and thinking about those deployments since 9-11, General Mattis quoted here, no better friend, no worse enemy. So in terms of just, you know, what what the Marines do. And it's uh, it's quite inspiring on a lot of different levels here. And I almost think that we've gotten numb since 9-11 to this. I remember it was, thank people for their service and, then a year goes by, and then five years go by, and then, and then it's many more years, and it almost becomes, I don't, I don't know, uh, out of sight, out of mind, even though it's in sight. I mean, I think about places around the nation where sometimes people never see anybody in military uniform. They never see military vehicles or, you know, on the Navy side with with uh, things that float or other things that fly. So this... Uh, I think it's really a, a good good time to have this book out right now. Well, thank you. You know, with Memorial Day just around the corner, yeah. um, we can take pause and honor those uh, who've served. But San Diego is second to none for its patriotism and support of our troops. And so we just want everyone to know around the county and in the region and California that Camp Pendleton, you can be proud of the Marines and sailors that serve there. And this year marks the 80th anniversary of the base. And it's just a great way to learn some history. I've got in uh, the first chapter a little bit of California history, yeah. history of the base, and the important role that Camp Pendleton has played through the years. And we're just happy, as I often say, that Camp Pendleton is there to keep uh, a lot of Los Angeles from coming down directly here. It's a, it's a good buffer zone to keep uh, you know, keep us all secure here, make sure everything is is fine. Uh, the book is Heroes Live Here. You can go to heroeslivehere.com. Amy Forsyth is the uh, is the author and inspiring uh, all of this and and I think there's going to be a lot of good things that come out of this um, with your career as an enlisted military journalist in the Marine Corps and uh, currently public affairs officer U.S. Navy Reserve but all the deployments and thinking about all I, I mean, you mentioned going back to 9/11 and off to Iraq and Afghanistan where I remember initially the casualty counts while they were not as high as a lot of people said oh it's going to be tens of thousands of dead I mean thank God that didn't happen. But there were a lot of casualties, and, and I would hear those, people probably remember, you hear those those counts. The injuries, there, there were deaths. It was disproportionate from Camp Pendleton many times. It was, and I, in my research, I learned that more Marines and sailors from Camp Pendleton right here in our backyard were, were killed and injured in Iraq and Afghanistan mm. than any other concentrated base or station in America. It's because the Camp Pendleton troops, the operational forces are geographically aligned to the Pacific and the, the Middle East. And so for that constant rotation mm. at any given time throughout the 20 years, there were just a higher number from any other base or station. So the community has rallied around 
those troops and their families and something that we can all be proud of. What was the most, one of the most difficult things when you think about this? Because obviously this can get very emotional. You think about what's going on in Ukraine now with all of that. I mean, just understanding that war on the ground, which for years we were told, oh, it's not going to be like that. It's all going to be like high-tech computers and drones. And okay, to an extent that's part of it. But all of a sudden we're back to like World War II style so when you think about that and the pure emotional toll, how, how did that hit you sometimes? Well, you know, myself, I served two tours in Iraq and three tours in Afghanistan, and I've deployed all over the world covering military operations and exercises and partnering with militaries in Sri Lanka, Poland, Palau, Malaysia, Singapore, just all over the world. And the one common theme is that if we're proud of our country, we want to serve, it's a calling for us. We will, you know, we're ready to make that ultimate sacrifice, but we train mm -hmm. so that we can survive and win. And, you know, that's what we have to carve out space in our country in places like Camp Pendleton for 18 miles of coastline to practice our amphibious assaults. Mm -hmm. And residents in the county might hear the booms and the aircraft flying over. That's from, all good. That's sound of freedom, as we like to say, right? Sound of freedom. Yeah. Uh, but people may not know, well, what is the training going on? And what are the sacrifices that people are being asked to make at any given time? So while we may not be at war, technically, there's always people who are training to fight and win. Mm. Amy Forsyth was with us when you talk about being on the various tours and the combat zones and war zones. Um, sometimes I think people think that that's like a country club experience. You're still suiting up. And I remember when I was over in Afghanistan doing things over there early on. And there's always like, oh, well, here's your, here's your flak jacket. It's a little short. We don't have, this is the one that's available. And then of course you have a helmet that says media on it. It's like, this is fantastic. I mean, but let's get that guy. So, you know, you're out there with them. You're not in some cushy position when you're documenting this and you're photographing this. No, I was out on in step with the troops, foot patrols, yeah. mounted patrols in the gun turrets, capturing imagery, uh, video telling the story sharing the courage it takes to wear a uniform mm. kit up and step off into a combat zone what do you think is hardest for military families now because i know a lot of times during the christmas season for example we hear oh you know the members of the military it's tough I and mean, they, you know, they don't have enough to get by many times and let's not take them for granted but that's that's an ongoing thing isn't it with support? well certainly any deployment there's danger and risk involved and mm. uh my poor mom you know every time the phone would ring <laughs> her heart would sink probably when i was deployed so and my husband too you know at home keeping everything running can be the hardest part um for families and so there's a lot that goes into that so I it's know. there's definitely a circle and a network of people that keep keep things going while service member can train uh, and be away from home for a, a length of time. Well, this book, uh, Heroes Live Here, Amy Forsyth's new book is uh, especially timely because of Memorial Day, as you said, but this is really, I think, an ongoing treasure. I don't recall seeing anything like this, certainly not this this current since 9-11. So what do you hope people bring away from this? You touched on some of it, but what do you hope is the big get? Even if somebody goes, I don't know about the military, it's just, can't we all just coexist and get along? And well, that's nice if the bad guys play along too, but... But what do you hope people of, of any walk of life would get from reading the book? Well, thank you. I've extracted some real personal stories about serving here in, in San Diego County and what that means to mm -hmm. Marines. I've also 
uh, chronicled some of the history from September 11th and then the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and how Camp Pendleton Marines have played a pivotal role in that. And then the memorials on Camp Pendleton that are a real treasure for the current residents and future residents of Camp Pendleton. But for anyone who ever served in the Marines or lived on Camp Pendleton, and plus, because a lot of our community members maybe don't have access to a military base, right. so they don't really know what's behind the walls of the gates at, at the base. And this brings it to them and they can open it up and really enjoy and see some of these tributes that they mm -hmm. wouldn't otherwise get a chance to see. And anybody reading and certainly San Diegans and beyond will appreciate that because you get that glimpse and it'll make you very thankful for those who serve, the men and women who serve. And, and for the whole institution, Camp Pendleton, and the way it works, it's such a huge part of our region. And then remembering the home front that is here backing everything up on deployments. And there's there's never a day when it's just totally relaxing. You can have the victories, then the big challenge is there the next day. And, you know, sometimes people complain about the noise when there's there's a different activities going on at Camp Pendleton. I love going up by 5 and just watching that happen and feeling like, okay, our tax dollars at work. And uh, I feel more secure. And you got to keep L.A. from coming to San Diego, too. No offense if you're listening in L.A. Yes, here. Uh, Amy, I appreciate it. Good luck on the book. Great oh, start you. already. Thank you so much All for right. having me. Heroes Live Here, tribute to Camp Pendleton Marines since 9-11. It's a terrific book. You can find it uh, online at heroeslivehere.com. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Thanks again to Amy Forsythe for making a, uh, a field trip to the studio here from all the way from North uh, North County. Fallbrook area and uh, Amy Forsyth's new book, Heroes Live Here, a tribute to Camp Pendleton Marines since 9-11. It's a really nice book, and there's a paperback version, a hardcover as well, perfect with Memorial Day uh, coming up. And anytime, again, thanks to the Marines for keeping us from some of the uh, less attractive uh, parts of, uh, <clears throat> of Los Angeles from coming down. Always nice to have that buffer there, isn't it? For years when people say, oh, it's, it's nice having the Marines protect us from Orange County. Yes. Absolutely. Well, not so much Orange County, but, you know, I mean, you got pretty much the five. I know you could take 15, which, and by the way, Camp Pendleton, people assume it's right there where you see it by the new Veterans Hospital and so forth, Oceanside and on up where you see the activity going on. But it goes so far to the east and their big air base out there and all that. I mean, it, it extends quite far. So a nice buffer zone, and we really appreciate the Marine Corps. Yes, we do. Uh, anyway, it's a very well-done book, and you get to see some things you would not usually see unless you have a special pass and get on the base and are taken around and really, really saluting um, the things that matter most. Uh, meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., the U.S. Congress is holding public hearings and then behind-closed-door hearings on UFOs, and I'm sure the Marines are on that thread as well. <laughs> They're looking at... Uh, because apparently the Pentagon has released declassified video of unidentified aerial phenomena at a public hearing, which is going to get them. So this is apparently a priority now in Washington, D.C., when you have all hell breaking loose on other fronts. You have Putin still doing what Putin's doing. We have uh, apparently COVID, according to the administration, perking up a little bit. So they're, they're trying to change the subject in multiple ways with the additional free COVID kits. Um, so you can test, 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 and get real sick and nervous at home and not want to go out and do anything. Um, and then you have Biden, and we'll hear more of this after the top of the hour, giving remarks in Buffalo. And, and I liked some of the remarks. I thought he started well and read his teleprompter well, and then he had his moments. But he did spend a little bit of time talking about everyone who was a victim and the heroism, speaking of the heroes, um, 
at, at that store in uh, in Buffalo. But then you get to the backstory and the things that he didn't do, things that he hasn't done. He hasn't gone with Dr. Jill Biden, the first lady, to do the same kind of thing in other places where the narrative is not, it's a white supremacist. Which obviously this accused, and I won't mention his name, it gets mentioned enough, these people, these these evildoers love to, uh, to get the publicity. And yet this guy has a mental illness problem, so much so that, remember, they took him in, this... Uh, alleged assailant in Buffalo. They took him in a year ago. They held him for like a day and a half because he was making these kind of threats. And then for some reason, from that point to when this came down on Saturday, they don't even have him on the radar. How does that happen? Because if you or I, especially here in the People's Republic of California under Gavin Newsom, you know, we're going to do your tracking with your COVID. We're looking for a, we need more surveillance. And we start getting used to, I'm not used to it. Hopefully you're not. When government says, we just need more surveillance, nah, ah, ah, ah. and we don't need the disinformation board where government decides what truth is, but we're, to- and at the same time, Biden's blaming the guns and white supremacy, he says, is a poison. And yes, it's very bad. And no one says, hey, that's, well, except white supremacist says that's a great idea or say that's a great idea. But Biden didn't go to Waukesha, Wisconsin. When the person who happened to be an Islamic extremist, with maybe some mental illness as well, uh, decided to celebrate Christmas last year by driving over people with deadly results in Waukesha. Biden didn't go back to that because it didn't fit the narrative. I would be shocked if he decides, okay, let's also go to Laguna Woods right here in Southern California, just up the road. And we'll we'll, uh, reach out to the families there. Because that's not a white supremacist deal. What it is is you've got a church with with Taiwan um, supporters in terms of Taiwan as a separate nation, People's Republic of China from day one with all the separation back in the day with Chiang Kai-shek and so forth. The, they've decided that's part of their territory, just like they think anything in the ocean is theirs. If it's wet, it's ours. That's the current People's Republic of China motto when it comes to any international uh, waters issues. So so I, I don't think, Biden doesn't, seem, doesn't show up if it doesn't fit. He'll go to and have a really important speech and sometimes really go way beyond what he should. Not the first president to do that. Obama would do that too at times. But if, if it's somebody that you can pin a white supremacist and then allude to, he's, you know, this guy was getting messages, which hints that maybe the disinformation board will look into what's out there on social media. If the guy was mentally ill, as he most likely is, why was he allowed to be back on the streets? And we'll find out that there were probably background checks. New York has tough gun laws. He was from 200 miles away from Buffalo. There's a lot of things that they don't say. Biden's teleprompter writers want you to think that that it's all the fault of uh, well, some of the pundits on MSNBC. So, well, it's Fox News doing that. Really? Well, then I guess you're going to turn that around. Anybody who's ever talked about the need for Taiwan to be sovereign from the People's Republic of China, does that mean any of us who've said that, did we help cause what happened in Laguna? No. More on this coming up, AM 760. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.